I feel like if at any point you were going to start a podcast and have the first episode, you start with what you're most convicted on, what you're most comfortable with, what you know most about. And I feel like right now I'm most comfortable in music. Not not really making it, but analyzing it. And whether it be the lyrics or certain how certain songs sound alike. There's even a porcupine tree. There's several songs. Normal, sentimental, and cheating the polygraph. That some utilize the same lyrics, the same tunes. And are, in effect, nearly the same song. But they're also so different that really how... It's so interesting. The lyrics for Normal and Sentimental are mostly the same. And then... The themes. The themes that go through each I feel like also Duran Duran Porcupine Tree I've been listening to I actually started listening to Taylor Swift because of Stephen Wilson actually which I think a lot of people might not not for me specifically, but because Stephen Wilson decided to cover The Last Great American Dynasty by Taylor Swift. And that was kind of beside the first Taylor Swift song I sought out, is what I should say. Because I have heard her songs on the radio sometimes. Like, I guess I Knew You Were Trouble or 22 or whatever. I'm not really as big a fan of 22. I did like I knew you were trouble was kind of a guilty pleasure it's because people are like ah Taylor Swift I'm not like other girls like shaming for listening to things but I just like say fuck it but I feel like that's one of the things that annoys me the most about the community that surrounds Stephen Wilson whether he likes it or intentions it or not is the kind of jokes about things that, and I know he was more forward with uh, Greta Van Fleet, which I've actually never listened to, so I can't say one way or the other, but Pearl Jam, written from the stand, the perspective of a character, saying Pearl Jam is whack, <laughs> but then it becomes kind of some kind of important little badge just Pearl Jam is shit and it never made much sense to me but I feel like diversifying is important in music and it's not really probably the best and I'm definitely guilty of it listening to only a couple things because I personally find them interesting like Duran Duran or Porcupine Tree and then that's all they want to listen to and I'm like I don't want to get tired of it so I force myself to listen to something else but I'm not happy because I don't want to like 
I don't want to get tired of a song. So I'll listen to something else. But the whole time I'm listening to that something else, I'm thinking that I want to listen to that song. And even if I do end up getting tired of it, I feel like one of the songs that I got tired of and I never really recovered from it was in 2015, the song last, or 2014 maybe, because it was a single on the album. But Duran Duran's Paper Gods, Last Night in the City, was a single. And I listened to it so much that I can't really listen to it now without the the whole rest of the album. I'll listen to it in, like, album listens, like, full album listens. But I don't think I will click on that song myself. And, like, that's the big thing. I feel like... (laughs) Obviously. there. I'm trying to think of other songs where I just listened to it so much that I got tired of it. I think songs like Havana by... What's her name? I don't really care. She doesn't seem like a really good person. Um, but that song I listened to for a while before I knew that she might not be the greatest person. Um, because it that stuck in my head so often that I was just like, fuck it, I'll listen to it. And then I got tired of it. Now I, every time I hear it, I'm like, ugh. That dread kind of comes over you. But it it is really interesting. Like, mm, like I like hollow notes, but I, I listen to, um, like, out of touch so much that I, maybe, maybe I'm not so tired of that one, but I think Rich Girl, definitely is a hollow note song that I don't really think I'd ever click on. Um, like, it's fine. It's good. But it would have to either shuffle on with no scripts left, or I would have to be listening to the whole album. I like... Is it Camellia? <laughs> I, w- I always want to say Carmelia. Carmelia. I don't think that's it. This is probably going to be a very rocky first episode. And definitely since I had a couple ideas written down, but I am not currently looking at them. So, hopefully it's, my rambling is entertaining. Probably not so much, but I hope so. Something I know I wrote down was... Uh, start with what you know. So I was thinking of things that I know. And I realized the album Paper Gods. I was... Yeah. I was young when uh, when that album came out. And I listened to that album so much. I feel like what are the chances is my... Is and... Well, was then my favorite song on the album. And the bonus track, Valentine Stones, I, I don't, I didn't prefer it. But now I think it's one of my favorites. And On Evil Beach, 
I didn't really like at first. It was like the uh, astronaut bonus track, um, Pretty Ones, where it felt kind of stilted the first time you listened to it. Or Laughing Boy from Future Past, all bonus tracks that I wasn't really... I didn't really think much of them when I first listened to them, but they kind of became my favorites on subsequent listens. But the album Paper Gods is... I didn't really realize until the album Future Past came out that it's not really one of their best. I was so happy when it came out, and I felt joy listening to this album, but listening to it now I just feel like it might it's a pretty good experimental record for them and I like Change the Skyline and Sunset Garage and what are the chances of course but listening to such a complete album as Future Past Future Gods just doesn't feel cohesive to me anymore and it doesn't feel like a a straightforward Duran Duran album. It feels more like if Simon LeBon was in the TV mania, the Nick Rhodes side project, and the, especially the song Danceophobia, I feel like that song is a huge miss for me because of the spoken interlude. Lindsay Lohan, I know nothing about her, really. Except for Mean Girls. I mean, Mean Girls is what everyone knows her for. But it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work here. I feel like somewhere that the spoken interlude does well, the female kind of drone, not really dr- monotone. I don't think it was supposed to be in Danceophobia. I think it was supposed... Nick Rhodes described it as sexy, that it was supposed to be this sexy kind of monologue, and that really wasn't my opinion on it. It's a fine song, just fine, (laughs) or just good, and then it hits that point, and I'm just like, I'm gonna hit the skip now, and it's like, I guess I'll listen through it, but... I won't really like it that much. It's like... A song where it works, that kind of monologue, that spoken tone works, is, well, two, but more in Safe in the Heat of the Moment from All You Need Is Now than you would have The Man Who Stole a Leopard, but that's more kind of clip even though it was written for the song and it was voiced for the song, it doesn't have the same tone. But it still comes to mind. And... Probably... The... All She Wants Is. I was trying to think of whether it would fit since Simon and the woman are talking at the same time. But I think it does. I think it really does. I think it's all she wants is and safe in the heat of the moment and the man who stole a leopard. All of those songs are really good and really cohesive and it works well for the song. But it just doesn't in danceophobia. 
and it's foolish to say the least I mean it sounds like a 70 year old that smoked 6 packs a day for the last 69 years is trying to seduce you in a Denny's parking lot it really is the worst thing I could think of to add to an album all of the other um supporting musicians are stellar even if I don't really like the band they're from because wasn't wasn't there somebody from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in there it might have been Jonas Bierre but I don't know anything about the Red Hot Chili Peppers so I can't say for sure that he, he belonged to that band but I vaguely remember that he was from a band that I could care less about like there's just um some musicians that make me really thankful for the Spotify feature where you can play where you can say don't play this artist and just leave it at that whether it's I don't like the music or I don't like them personally like they're not a good person or something I just I'm thankful for it and I feel like I'm trying to think of other songs and this is why I would usually have something prepared to talk about songs with spoken interludes I don't want your love is definitely one of them uh whether you count uh Hammerhead uh featuring Ivorian Doll I think that song worked in a lot of ways that if you told me beforehand what the song was going to be, I don't think I would have thought that it would have worked. Like, it's, it's not like anything they've done before, truly. God, there's so many songs. It's... Maybe it's like the story mix of Violence of Summer Loves Taking Over in the way that it's spoken. But I don't like that remix. I I don't. Um, I feel like it's one of the few remixes that I don't. And I definitely don't like Eric Pride's remixes of Duran Duran songs. I think the long club remixes are kind of pointless. I don't like them. I think the Cat Birdman remixes are very interesting because they're basically uh, longer versions of the song. Like, if the song had been made as a six-minute or seven-minute, nine-minute song, but it still sounds like the song. There's nothing that would be out of place there. And I feel like another remix that's like that not Cat Birdman, but the Perfecto remix of Out of My Mind from Medazzaland. I feel like it just feels like um a more punctuated sound, especially in the first ten seconds. Um, but it's it is a very good remix. There was a remix of a slower song that actually surprised me because it was more it was like a saddish song I would have to dig it up but it was it was 
they remixed it into this like happy-go-lucky kind of song and it just felt odd at first but you know you catch yourself still listening to it like oh I should turn this off but you're you're still there you're listening to it uh the whole time (laughs) there there are a lot of I listen to about 300 or four mix 400 remixes a couple years ago and I think there were only four or five that I liked I'm I don't really like remixes all that much I feel like the better remixes are more like remaster remixes. I, I do find myself quite liking the Stephen Wilson remixes. Or there's a Pat Mastellato remix of, um, Abandoner I think by Stephen Wilson, and it's just the track, but Pat Mastellato's version, and I think that's very interesting. Um. Still on the topic of remixes, I'd say, would you count medleys as remixes? Because I, I might. Yes, I think I would. Notoriousaurus Rex, Burning the Ground, and Decadence. Album medleys. Well, technically in the, technically Notoriousaurus Rex is the only album medley. Um, Burning the Ground and Decadence are greatest hits medleys. But I feel like Notoriousaurus Rex and Burning the Ground are, could be described as epic. But there's something that Decadence is lacking. It's the Decade version. The Decade Greatest Hits album. It's not Greatest Greatest Hits. I feel like there's just something that the Decadence one is lacking. And I love the intro. Oh, speaking of spoken voice interludes. Burning the Ground actually starts with not a clip from a Duran Duran song. But a clip from the movie Barbarella. And it works really well and it kickstarts the song. And it is it is a very good one. Um... But I, I just decadence was lacking something. I feel like one of the there's a lot of hit and miss um, B sides and bonus tracks and remixes and there's just so much to come through that sometimes you'll look at something and you'll be like yeah that's what I think it is. And then you'll look back over it and there's so much there and there's so much to look at that you're just either you like it more or you're underwhelmed by it the second pass around. And I feel like a song that gets better the more you listen to it is Pretty Ones. Uh, It's a B-side from Astronaut Era. It's very good. And... Maybe virus is underwhelming, um, but a song that definitely isn't is Silent Icy River. Uh, it's also, or the, oh god, Silent Icy River was originally part of, uh, whatever, what happens tomorrow, 
and it was cut out, but the version of what happens tomorrow on uh, Beautiful Colors is has that interpolated, and it's it's very nice. I love it. Also, the version of Nice from Beautiful Colors, different lyrics and a different tone, but it's a very it's a very good song, and I feel like either way that it was on the album, it would have been good. I feel like it might be better to keep this episode short. Since it is the first real episode, it might give you a little bit of footing for if you like this podcast or not. Hopefully you do. And I really hope you do. I would enjoy having somebody to just talk to. And it feels like a one-on-one conversation. I'm talking. You're listening. Hopefully understanding what I say clearly. But I I think I would have something prepared next time. I, I have a lot of thoughts about media and movies and even things that are happening right now. And I just like to get them off my chest. I feel like it's easier to quantify your thoughts when you're saying them out loud. And I think it'll be fun. It might be fun.